Well, good morning. As uh, Leslie, our director of children's ministry, mentioned earlier, this is first Sundays at First Cubs. That means we have a lot of uh, kids and youth with us today. Uh, which is exciting. Uh, we we plan it that way. We want to engage generations and we need each other, uh, each generation. That's why we have the interactions between uh, the, the bagels and whatnot between as well. And one of the things we do on Sunday morning, we have first comes at first sub, is we try to do, um, do a few things to help the kids stay engaged uh, during the service. I know none of you adults have that problem, uh, but a few things to kind of help the kids stay engaged, especially uh, during the message. And so um, they've got a word search they can use and, and look up different words uh, from this passage. But I'm going to give them uh, five words to be listening for. And it's an acrostic for faith. Uh, the first, I'm going to say it during the message. And so when you hear this word, you kind of kind of give a look and do a finger point. OK, last time we did the fist bump. So we kind of do a little finger point when you hear the word and kind of jot it down. You can do that with your siblings, your parents, grandparents or just. That, that strange person sitting next to you. So you can do that. So the first word is going to be faithfulness. You're going to hear faith a lot, but faithfulness. Uh, Abel, like the character, Abel. Uh, Isaac, trophy, and heaven. So faithfulness, Abel, Isaac, trophy, heaven. So you can do the finger point when you hear that word. So how do you live by faith? We began uh, last uh, week, we kicked off the sermon series focused in chapters 11 and 12 of Hebrews with that question. How do you live by faith? How does a person live by faith? The Bible talks about how we're supposed to do that. What, what does that look like? Uh, we, we were reminded from verse 6 of this passage of Hebrews 11 that without faith it's impossible to please God. So we want to, we want to please God. So we want to know what it means to live by faith. What does it look like practically speaking? How do we apply that? We're told what faith is, one descriptor of faith in, in the very first verse of this chapter. Uh, the writer of Hebrews starts off with a kind of a thesis statement. This is what faith is. He says, faith is being sure of what we hope for, what we long for, what we yearn for, what we want to see happen, and being certain of what we do not see. So being sure of what we hope for, and certain of what we do not see. And we looked at the example, we began with the example of Abraham. How did he live his life? By faith. Uh, all these people are, are commended, they're recognized in what is called the, the Faith Hall of Fame here in Hebrews 11. So, so how, did, how did Abraham live his life by faith in such a way that he landed in the Faith Hall of Fames and was commended, recognized, uh, rewarded by God? And we saw there were three things in his life that, uh, that, that showed that he lived by faith. He accepted God's call without knowing where it was taking him, where it was going to lead and all the details. Remember, he left the land of Ur and kind of took off and left everything familiar. By faith, he accepted God's call and just followed where God led. What else? By, by faith, he waited on God to fulfill his promises. Way back in Genesis 12, God promises him that through him and his, his descendants, that, that he would be a great blessing to the world. Well, Abraham didn't see that before he died, but he, he, he lived by faith by waiting expectantly and confidently on God to fulfill his promises. And the other thing we saw was that by faith he kept his eyes focused on, on the big picture, on, on the life to come in heaven. So faith, it's often uh, misunderstood or misportrayed. Uh, People think of faith as 
Sometimes the opposite of rational think of thought, sort of blind faith that's not founded in anything solid or real or, or trustworthy. Or faith is simply just positive thinking or, or wishful thinking. I, I have faith that you know, I'll become a millionaire someday. Or I have faith that that, that movie star is going to marry me. Or I have faith that what, I'm going to be a pro athlete. Or, or whatever it might be. Um, but faith is, is, is not that. It's, it's, it's more than that. It says it's, it's being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see yet is, is the implication. Something else we need to establish is that often people confuse faith with feelings. So the stronger your faith, the stronger your feelings about this or that, the stronger your faith or the lack of feeling indicates a lack of faith. We need to dispel that right off the start. We're going to look into that a little bit later. Now, faith often is, is sometimes almost better illustrated than explained. I mean, you can, you can learn uh, how to play a sport, but you also almost learn better by watching somebody do it. You can learn the techniques, but by watching them, observing them, you kind of pick up on the nuances and the subtleties, and, and you can become a better athlete that way. Faith is kind of like that as well sometimes. We have men and women who inspire us in the faith, who take it from more just an intellectual understanding, but this is how it's lived out. This is what it looks like. People who, who endure in the midst of, of hardship and adversity, and they, they have faith. That inspires us. It shows us how to, to put it into practice. Despite great odds, they live by faith. And I, I see that, and I, I want to be that sort of person. I want to have that sort of faith. It makes me think of, of disciples when, they, when Jesus was teaching the parables on faith in, in Luke. In chapter 17, they, they asked Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. That's the prayer I have for us during this sermon series for each one of us is that our faith would be increased, not just in understanding, but practically put into play in our actions, our thoughts, our attitudes, our our values. Because you see, faith, faith is not meant to be a one time experience. We we often talk about in in evangelical circles about putting our faith in Jesus. And that's important to do about trusting in Jesus and being saved by faith. Just as Kevin told us today, we are saved by faith, not by our works, not by our religious activities, not by our goodness, not by our own even faithfulness. We're saved by faith in Jesus' faithfulness. Um, and, 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 that, and that means that the faith that saves us is a faith that carries us from day to day as we journey from this life to the next. It's to be a lifelong journey. The Bible says the righteous live by faith. Romans 1 says that the good news reveals a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, from the beginning of our life spiritually to the end of our life, from first to last. So we are to live by faith. It's a, to be a life of faith. So we're saved by faith, yes, but we also worship by faith. We, we suffer by faith. We endure by faith. We pray by faith. We give by faith. We obey by faith. All that we do as followers of Christ is to be done by faith. I mean, how are the people in the, in, the, in the Faith Hall of Fame introduced? By faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. And so on and so forth. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. And he goes on to list, he says, I don't even have time to mention the exploits of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel. And he says, all these, by faith, were commended by God. But that's only part of the story. 
All these different names and heroes of the faith listed by faith. But then, in verse 35 through 38, he, he goes on to say this. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, sawed in two, put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, mistreated the world, was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and caves and mountains and holes in the ground. Now, why aren't these people listed? They went through some horrible stuff. Why aren't they listed? It, it makes me think of, you know, the, the, when they have the Oscars award show, when they give that, that little golden trophy, you know, and they have uh, they get up there and they say, I want to thank so and so, my wife or my husband, my agent, that teacher who believed me back in high school or or the producer or the director, my fellow actors. And then and they kind of kind of say, and then all these other people, I can't name you all, all these other people. I, I want to recognize you and, and thank you. I don't have time to list them all. That's kind of what's happening here. I mean, the author of Hebrews says these others, all these other people, these people, nameless people that we will never know until we get to heaven are people who lived by faith. They endured just as much torment or more than Noah, Abraham, Moses, or Joshua. And just because they were not spared death or didn't see great victories or didn't see miracles in their lives doesn't mean their faith was less. In fact, it might even mean it's even greater faith because it enabled them to endure despite deliverance in this life. They were faithful even when things didn't work out. And how does God respond? In verse 39, he says, These were all commended for their faith. Commended for their faith. Now, it's easy to look at this passage and look at the Bible and see all those people who did miracles and had great victories and this and that and think, well, that's wonderful, but um, I could never do that. You know, sort of like when you look at a a pro athlete, and there's a Hall of Fame for pro baseball, basketball, and football. Only a select few get in. I mean, none of us are going to make that. We just don't have the talent, the opportunity, the skill, or whatever it is. Um, only a select few get into the Hall of Fame. But the Faith Hall of Fame, there's room for, for everybody who puts their faith in Christ. Uh, when, we, when we doubt that or say that we can't do that, we believe a lie that the life of faith is restricted only to a, a special few people with certain gifts and abilities and personalities. But, but the reason the others are listed here in the Bible in Hebrews 11 is so that we would know that ordinary men and women, just like you and me, made of the same stuff as us. They did great things because of their faith in God. That's possible for you and me as well. And they are commended for it. Now, I like that word commended. You notice that in verse 2, he says the ancients were commended for their faith by being sure of what they hope for and certain of what they do not yet see. And then here at the end, he brackets the chapter as well by saying this is what they're commended for. God commended them for this, even though they didn't get what they were hoping for and didn't see what they were hoping to see. And in the text, literally, it means the word commended here means they got a witness. You know, like when you're in a in a in a church where the pastor's really exuberant and, and there's this culture where he says, can I get a witness? And people yell, amen or hallelujah, praise the Lord. Amen. 
That's kind of what's going on here. But the one doing the, the shouting, the one saying amen, is God. God is, 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 is doing the witnessing here. And so when he sees Moses lead the Israelites out of Israel, when he sees David slay Goliath, when he sees these others who are nameless to us persevere in the faith and do great things by the faith, endure despite struggle, God looks down and says, Amen, that's my boy, that's my girl. Those are my kids, they belong to me because God loves it when his people dare to trust him. He loves it so much that he bears witness to the world that his people belong to him. That's what God honors. That's what God values is faith. Faith in him, trust in him that leads to to action. It leads to a change. Now, we're talking a lot about what it means to live by faith, but let me, let, me, let me say this. There's a sense in which living by faith requires something. It requires a discontent, a holy discontent. I mean, if you're satisfied with your life the way it is, everything is great and hunky-dory, then there's really no need to, to step out in faith. So to live by faith, you've got to want more. You want to see something more. You, you hope for something more in your life, in the world around you, in the, in the people in your, 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 your family or your friends. What do you hope for? What do you want to see God do? What do you trust him to do? You need to be asking yourself those questions if you want to live by faith. You've got to have something you're hoping for if you want to live a life of faithfulness. Pastor Ray Pritchard, a pastor in California, wrote the following story about a woman uh, from his congregation, how she displayed her faith in the midst of something really difficult. He writes, Recently, a dear friend discovered that the cancer she thought had gone into remission had suddenly returned. After undergoing delicate brain surgery to remove a large tumor, she remained in intensive care with a long-term prognosis still not clear. I received a note from her sister. This is part of what she wrote. God is still good, and he is still on the throne. We are watching to see how he's going to be glorified in this situation. There are many unbelievers who are watching this all unfold, so you never know. We have to keep trusting and believing God and his healing and timing and will. The verse we wear on our cancer bracelets is Psalm 125.1. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. You know, as long as we live in a world where we need cancer bracelets, we're going to need faith. As long as we live in a world where, where children die of starvation, we're, we're going to need to have faith. As long as we live in a world where relationships are broken, marriages fail, children suffer, as long as, as, as killing happens or in violence or prejudice or, or all sorts of evil, as long as death reigns, we need to have faith because the things hoped for have not yet come to pass. So what do you hope for God to do in your life, in the world around you? What do you trust him to do? What do you want to see? So how do we live by faith? We need to begin with these three words, believe, see, and do. Faith believes what others do not. Faith sees what others do not. Faith does what others do not. Faith is never passive. It moves us to act, to do, to try, to build, to share, to give, to sacrifice, to pray, to speak out, 
to walk around Jericho again and again until the walls come tumbling down. Faith is never passive. Faith acts. Faith moves. Faith believes in what they do not see yet. Faith trusts in what they hope for. So faith is not a feeling, we mentioned this earlier, but a conscious choice to believe what God has said. It's not a feeling. I, I doubt Noah felt like being ridiculed building the ark when there was no rain. I doubt, doubt Joshua felt like marching around Jericho. Those walls, those huge thick walls. But if he hadn't acted beyond his feelings, those walls might still be standing. I mean, feelings are important, but they're not the true basis of our faith. We must constantly choose to believe that God is who he is, said he is, and we must consciously decide, just believe that he will do what he said he would do. Faith chooses and acts, and then the feelings follow. They ebb and they flow, but, but faith begins with action. Faith acts even in the face of doubts and opposition. I mean, if we wait until all the circumstances are right in our life, are lined up just so before we act, well, we'll be waiting forever. I mean, David did not wait until Goliath was blind before he faced him. If we wait for our doubts to disappear before we act in faith, we'll be waiting a long, long time. And faith sees what others do not see. One of my favorite definitions of faith is from Philip Yancey, who said, Faith means believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. You know, so many things in life don't make sense to us, right? We have questions about what happens and why. What is God doing? Why do we not experience what we think we ought to experience? It would be wrong to say that faith is going to give us all the answers. It doesn't. Maybe in heaven we'll fully understand, or in heaven our desire to understand will be transformed by our vision of God, and the things that are invisible to us now we'll we'll see, perhaps. I don't know. One final thing. Biblical faith is never faith in faith. Faith is in Jesus Christ. It's not in our own faith. It's in Jesus Christ. It's in his faithfulness for us and to us. And so our call is to follow him wherever he leads, whatever that might be. It's simply for us to take the next step, to not see the whole plan, perhaps, but to take the next step and to follow Jesus Christ, to keep our eyes focused on him, which is what we're told to do in in chapter 12. So how do we live by faith? By faith, Noah and Abraham and Moses and all these others were commended. And I think there's room in that faith hall of fame for many other names to be added. By faith, Seth. By faith, Jerry. By faith, Lynn. By faith, Marty. By faith, Paul. By faith, just fill in the blanks. May God give us steady courage to follow the Lord so that our our names will be included and will be commended by God for our trust in Jesus. And God will, will shout out, Amen. That's my boy. That's my girl. And I love them. Well done.
Let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this example of faith put into action by these heroes of the faith and by those we do not know their names, people just like us. Lord, help us to act upon your word and your truth, not based upon our feelings, but to step out in faith, Lord, and to follow Jesus wherever he may lead. Help us to live by faith. In your name, Jesus. Amen.